the Basel School, Dena and Dena, from the new objectivity to contemporary realism. <clears throat> uh, I don't have the author's name um, because it's a photocopy, but I'll put it in the notes. A clay painting named Angelus, our Angelus Novus, shows an angel looking as though he is about to move away from something he is fixedly contemplating. His eyes are staring, his mouth is open, his wings are spread. This is how one pictures the angel of history. His face is turned towards the past. Where we perceive a chain of events, he sees one single catastrophe which keeps piling wreckage upon wreckage and hurls it in front of his feet. The angel would like to stay, awaken the dead, and make the hole that has been smashed. But a storm is blowing from paradise. It has got caught in his wings with such violence that the angel can no longer close them. This storm irresistibly propels him into the future to which his back is turned, while the pile of debris before him grows skyward. The storm is what we call progress. That is a quote from Walter Benjamin's Theses 9, Theses on the Philosophy of History in Illuminations. Various hypotheses are developed on the contemporary work of Dina and Dina, or more precisely the capacity of that work to express the present state of our culture. At the end of the 70s, the, project in the, the projects in the office were allowed to, to pose essential questions on the direction of architecture at the end of the, of the century, not the spectacular architecture of the great metropolis, but more ordinary architecture that composes our mental image of the city. The reasons for this are the biographies of the members of the Basel group from its formation at the Etihad in Zurich in the 1970s and the historical context of Basel over a long period where a reserved yet remarkable rational tradition developed. The route adopted by Diener and Diener rejects expressionism approaching problems by pure radicalism without manifestos. The question of realism. In his essay on Walter Gropius at the Bauhaus, Julia, Giulio Carlo Argan attempts to define Gropius's rationalism as pragmatic, taken beyond global theories so that belief in the best future for the world is coloured by scepticism. In a way, he foreshadows the contemporary situation, the postmodern condition where realism is discovered as a result of the disappearance of systems. In his opinion, it is in that general context that Dina and Dina's work is significant. The ability to, uh, the affinity to new objectivity, the objective reconciliations with the rational part of Ventruvian thought, the flirtation with ordinary manufactured objects, might become indications of an experimental enrichment of realism. The cultural implications of modernity are endlessly increased by the breakdown of the grand theories. Realism as a question in architecture is renewed through the shift from an exploration of modern spatiality to that of modern identity. The question is linked with that of Kenneth Frampton's critical regionalism and Paul Broca's reference to worldwide hybrid culture. This contemporary rationalism depends on mental operations that in this case are reductive, whilst the con complexity of situations is acknowledged as part of reality. The aesthetic is that of an internal order. 
architecture tends to freeze time, seeking to construct another state of time. A synthetic precision. The approach found in Dina and Dina's projects could be qualified as synthetic in that office it is believed that the most effective way of realising a project is by passing directly to the production drawings, using discussion as a vital part of the process, but not the kind of drawings or sketches that take on their own characters representing autonomous cultural views. The best conceptualization is sought rather than the process of conceptualization and authentic rationalism with similarities to that of Paul Nelson. Discussion in Dina and Dina's office forms part of a critical process inherent in that of production. Dina and Dina's architecture diverts a formal approach. It takes its meaning from reference to the town, the use, and the state of relationship of techniques and materials. This is demonstrated by Dina and Dina's first project, the Hammerstrass development. The project established an exceptional synthesis contrasting with other European projects where daily use, symbolic status, reference to the city, and the quality of the construction were integrated. Through its precision, it reminds one of the modest Basel dwellings of 1924 by Bernoulli. Bernoulli. It also evokes the architecture of the new objectivity, new objectivity, which Hans Mayer and the ABC group founded in Basel were the leading exponents. Dense complexity. Dina and Dina have remained faithful to that methodological precision, but they have also developed what might be described as a radicalization of their approach, already seen in the Reichenring development, where the buildings rely on their use and the nature of the public spaces informing the block. The urban situation can instigate a recourse to abstraction as synthetic reduction. There is no longer a formal language based on a set of repertoire or based on a set repertoire of composition and materials, but the real but the rationality that is seen here is dependent upon the appropriateness of the techniques used rather than their novelty. Pragmatism is ageless. It places reason beyond time. Dina and Dina's recent designs, such as the development in St. Albantal, operate on that basis. In this case, each of the buildings is composed in sections corresponding to the interior arrangements whilst being linked to the context. They refer to the surrounding spaces, to their area's identity. The same applies to the interiors, where the living spaces are always different from each other. The St. John San Johannes Ring development, which is situated in an important city junction, is another example yet displaying the characteristic of assemblage, which is without doubt a major component of Dina and Dina's work, described in this case by Ulrich Strathus as a composition of fragments rather than collage. The assemblage gives its parts an identity and clarifies the succession that forms the whole. Certain characteristics are noticeable in other projects. The composition of the buildings in sections endorses their requirement of legibility, which is, which is extended here not only to the qualifying of the context, but also to the project's specific logic. The architecture makes explicit the project's conceptual rigor of which it is the result. The structure as well as the spaces record the objective complexity as an intensified reality. The intellectual challenge is in the 
assignment of the complexity to the project's fundamentals, seen as Dina and Dina's insistence in the idea of reduction. Gallery Gomorzinska is designed, uh, for example, the Gallery Gomorzinska is designed as though the complexity were allowed to emerge in the simplest possible way, dependent on intelligence, not dramatization. As though the logic of an object needed no language. Banal peculiarity. Banality peculiarity. Complexity in Dina and Dina's work always appears as the product of necessity. Its reduction does not indicate simplification. The same architectural fundamentals must be used for every aspect. Simplicity becomes a hard-worn result of encompassing the constituents of the simplest means. The integration with the contemporary is tied to the appropriateness of the solutions proposed. The projects run the risk of being banal. They push back the frontiers of the aesthetic. For example, the building on the Auschwilder Strasse justifies what is a violent contradiction in its facade by its internal organisation. The first three floors develop a horizontal order, resolving the site's irregularity. The further three floors develop a vertical order, leaving a terrace formed by a residual triangle. The project's organising forces, which consist of the materials as much as the aesthetic, are thus made visible. The architecture is read as an essential intellectual game of regularities and irregularities. The building on the Hutstrasse aptly explains this aspect of realism in Dena and Dena. The form that it offers makes a play of a space, a geometry, a body, oh, a geometry and a body bears a relationship to the rapid head movements of the portraits of Francis Bacon. It is constructed from layers of meaning as though architecture's obligatory cultural task were to use the microcosm of the building to refer to the macrocosm of history in capturing a sense of the passing of time. An ambiguous temporality. The Hutstrasse building, which is the most characteristic example, presents the paradox of Dina and Dina's realism. So does the banal permanence of the Stein and Torberg building referring to the problematic similarity in the work. The extension maximal of accepted situations composes in return a comprehension density, yet in diverting reason aside from the exceptional and the sublime, it is rediscovered in the banal. The enclosures cannot have a second level of meaning. They don't, they don't consist of a coherent family of objects beyond that abstract intellectuality of the project. Dana and Dana's projects try to join the present to the past to record a souvenir that sparkles at the moment of peril. The true picture of the past flirts by. The past can be seized only as an image which flashes up in the instant when it can be recognised and is never seen again.